it's gonna be alright Everyone's together tonight Feeling good, it's Hanukkah Two candles lit The holiday's just begun We're in for lots of fun The time has come, it's Hanukkah you're listening to Shtetl on the Shortwave, the Hanukkah edition. We have Jake Smith singing his Bad Boy on the Bima song. We also have the story behind Putka and lots of hot Hanukkah songs for you today. So stay tuned to Shtetl on the Shortwave. Welcome to Shtetl on the Shortwave for the very last show of 2011 and the Hanukkah edition. It's been an awesome year and today we're going to play lots of great songs for you. That was the Lutka Clan by the Levies and uh, that's kind of like a classic Hanukkah CD and we're going to be playing lots more uh, music for you. We've got Jake Smith on. He's from the Lakes of Canada, a Montreal band. Also, we are going to be hearing the history behind the Judeo-Quebecois culinary delight Putka. If anything can bring together your Jewish identity and your Quebecois identity, it's Putka. And we're going to be hearing also lots of music like this next track. It's a classic Sephardic Hanukkah song, and it's by a really awesome woman that I met this year at Class Canada. Her name is Flori Yagoda, and this song is called Ocho Candelicas, which means eight candles in Ladino. Vou fazer com alegria e placer. Muitas festas vou fazer com alegria e placer. Oh, candelica, dois candelicas, três candelicas, quatro candelicas, cinco candelicas, seis candelicas, sete candelicas. Ocho candelas para mí. Los pastelicos voy a comer con almendricas y la miel. Los pastelicos voy a comer con almendricas y la miel. Oh, candelica, dos candelicas. That's uh, Jake Freakin' Smith tuning his guitar, The Sounds of Hanukkah. <laughs> so, uh, Jake? Yeah. Do you think you could move the guitar just a tiny bit away from the microphone while you're tuning it? Oh, yeah, sure. So Jake is, he's a singer. He's a musician with the Lakes of Canada. They're an all-man choir, if I'm not mistaken. And they were also at Class Canada this year. Is that true? No, uh, Lakes of Canada is my band. I sing in the Shar Hashemayim Synagogue Choir. That's the all-male choir. Okay, but isn't Lakes of Canada also all-men? We are all men also, yes. But it's not a choir. They call it now a band, they're calling it these well, days. Well, because we have instruments, so mm. it, it doesn't really count as a choir. It's unfair. 
Okay, so acquire necessarily means that it's just vocal? Yeah, yeah. Okay. What's it like being in the Shara Hashemayim Choir? Uh, it's great. It's, yeah, I mean, it's really fantastic. Uh, the music is gorgeous. I don't know how much you know of, like, traditional uh, liturgical music, but um, there's really not... There's not anything like it uh, in the world. I mean, we get to sing with Gideon Zellemeyer, who's arguably one of the best cantors in the world. Uh, and we sing with Stephen Glass, who's the choir director, who also does all of the uh, vocal arrangements. And frankly, he is to male a cappella vocal arranging what Chopin was to piano. I mean, like, he understands it in a way that most musicians can't even begin to comprehend. And, and his arrangements are just breathtakingly gorgeous. Plus, uh, it pays quite well. Okay. Um, we get a lot of free food, and, uh, and we get to travel. With, with stuff like we're going to London uh, this spring. We actually tour fairly often. And we do, like, I mean, we don't go to Europe all the time, but, but we do out-of-town shows, like, usually at least once a year. So do people ever come to the synagogue just to hear the choir for the music? Absolutely. And, yeah? Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, it's interesting. We, we often get, because it's an Orthodox synagogue, but we often get people from other, like, Reform, or even, even some Hasidic people come, especially on Sikhot. A lot of Hasids come. Uh, just for Slichot, because like the it's basically like two hours of just music and it's gorgeous. Okay. Um, Is this the synagogue that you grew up going to, the Shara Hashemayim? <laughs> no. No. No, not at all. No. Um, I grew up in in a pretty uh, pretty non-religious household in general, uh, and and on the rare occasions when I did go to synagogue, it was a Reform synagogue in Burlington, Vermont. It was not <laughs> it was not an Orthodox synagogue by any means. Why in Burlington, Vermont? Well, that's where I used to live. Oh, that's where you used yeah. to live. Okay. I lived in Montreal till I was about 10, and mm-hmm. then I lived uh, in Burlington till I was 18. Okay, so the music in the Reform Synagogue and in an Orthodox Synagogue are very different, right? Yes, very, very different. So I saw you the other night at uh, Parc des Princes for a comedy show that you were performing mm-hmm. at. You're a very talented guy, <laughs> singer, pious, religious <laughs> choir boy. Oh, God. <laughs> And a comedian on top of it. So do you want to tell the listeners a bit about what this song is that you're going to be playing for us? <laughs> sure. Um, I wrote this song during Rosh Hashanah, and it's it's a very silly song. Basically, um, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are, I mean, very pious religious days for most people, but for someone singing in a synagogue choir, they're extremely long work days. I mean, it's like a 12-hour day for us. Um, and most of that time is spent standing on the bima holding a big heavy binder full of music and sometimes singing, but often just standing and listening to prayers and whatnot. And not to say that I'm not, you know, in tune with what's going on, but sometimes it can get kind of boring after like four hours. Um, and so one of the things that we do as an all-male choir is we start to check out girls mm-hmm. um, walking down the aisles, especially on Rosh Hashanah, because it's like a fashion show. I mean, like people really dress up for it. Uh, and it's not, I mean, obviously it's not all we do, but it's definitely something that we do. And uh, there was one day where me and one of the other choir members were joking around and I started singing little passages to this song, or what was to become this song. And then, anyway, it ended up with this, but it's basically about checking out Jewish girls on the beam. Can I just ask you an important question? Yes. What were some of the most common fashions this year at the synagogue? Like, what was really in style? Uh, this year was a year for ridiculous hats. I'm not even kidding. There were so many really absurd hats. Uh, and there were three women sitting uh, in the front uh, row on the left who ended up with, like, these big things coming out of their hats that, like, looked like birds. It was just <laughs> totally ridiculous. And then, of course, you've got all of the sort of younger, like, young adult, like, early 20s girls wearing their, like, extremely tight, um, conservative, but so tight that they kind of stopped being conservative type dresses. And uh, yeah, but lots of hats. Those are the outfits we like. Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> I do enjoy those. Okay, so what's the name of this song? Uh, it's called Hot Young Jewish Girl. Okay, go for it. Okay. Jake Freakin' Smith. Hot young Jewish girl. I want to read your Torah. Hot young Jewish girl. Light my menorah, young Jewish girl I want to introduce my Moses to your burning bush Oh, wait, you know what I just realized? What? That we're going to be taken off the air by the Shara Hashemayim? And- <laughs> no, that I put my capo in the wrong key, which is why it sounded weird. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay, start it Do all over. Start again? Yes. <laughs> it only gets worse from there. Ha, <laughs> young Jewish girl I want to read your Torah, young Jewish girl. 
Light my menorah, young Jewish girl. I wanna introduce my Moses to your burning bush. Hi, young Jewish girl. It won't cost a dollar. Circumcise me, hi, young Jewish girl. If I can part your red, see, hi, young Jewish girl. I wanna put one in your oven with my cockshits. Ooh, that one's too far, isn't it? A little bit far. May not be a doctor, but I'll eat you out real sweet. Me and hi, young Jewish girl, injecting the meat. Some bacon, we can eat it together. Me and Heidi, young Jewish girl, forking forever, forking forever, forking forever. I wanna rub bacon on your tits. <laughs> I'm always worried that song's gonna get me fired. I think it might actually. I think everybody's going to get fired. I think the whole Jewish community is going to close down. <laughs> no, so you know what? Bad. I think that was awesome. I love that song. Okay, I stand by that song, and I feel like it's really going to be part of the new Jewish canon of oh, traditional <laughs> holiday music. I think I was maybe a bit drunk when I saw the show, so that's why I asked you to come. On. No, I I love the song, Thank and I I feel like yeah. I don't. I think that enough has has been said. <laughs> enough has been said. Um, do the people at the Sharshamayim know about your your <sighs> comedy? Uh, as some of them do, actually. Apparently, okay. there were a couple of congregates that were there, uh, but thankfully they were not the you know uber pious types, and they found the song funny. Uh, definitely, a bunch of the choir guys know about it. Okay. Uh, Thankfully, I don't think either of the rabbis know about it. So is this something that you don't want me to promote, like no, by sending no. an email to the Shar Hashemayim, letting them know about one of their star? Oh, maybe don't do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you uh, want to stick around and maybe play another song later on in the show? Sure. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a break. <clears throat> and we're going to go and just, you know, just for a little bit of cleansing, we're going to hear a little bit of a more traditional Hanukkah song. <laughs> this one, uh, you've all heard it before, but probably never quite like this. This is called Dreidel. Amen. 
Hello, this is Rabbi Gershon Sizomu, the spiritual leader of the Abaydaya congregation in Uganda. You are here live on Stato on the short web. All right, we're back on Shtetl on the Shortwave, and the song that you just heard before was Dreidel. It's off of a CD called Songs in the Key of Hanukkah, and it's by Aaron Baron Cohen. Also, he is Sasha Baron Cohen's brother, and there are a whole bunch of cool musicians on the CD, like Idan Reichel and many others. Uh, so I would highly recommend that as a great Hanukkah present. It came out last year, and it's definitely uh, a classic on Shtetl on the Shortwave, at least. And we're back after hearing the very pious music from Jake Smith that he sings every year at Rosh Hashanah from the Bima at the Shara Shema. No. Uh, and also in the studio we have with us Ira Salman because this is a time of year where people need to be buying things and uh, if there's anything that we like to promote on Shtetl it's consumerism and uh, and I think you just heard just a second ago the station ID that we played and I play it often was an interview that I did with the rabbi from Uganda from uh, the Jewish community there the Abayudaya and the reason that Ira came on the show is because he just came back from Uganda and he has something that he's He's selling. Ira, welcome to Shuttle. Thank you, Tamara. It's, uh, what is it that you brought into the studio to pawn off onto the Shuttle listeners? Pawn off, yes. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I have here these uh, these beads that are very common. These beaded, mostly necklaces that are very, actually quite common uh, in Uganda. It's not just the uh, the Jewish community there that makes them. They're made out of recycled. Um, they're, they're, they recycle fa- like glossy fashion magazine type paper. They cut them into strips in a certain way, and they make these beautiful beads, which they they, they roll obviously by hand, and then they they shellac them or enamel, put some kind of a, some kind of enamel on them. They're really nice. So they end up looking almost like wow. you know glass beads. You know, not not quite, but uh, they have a glassy kind of look to them, and. Uh, and this is very common in Uganda. Um, if you go online and you Google Uganda and recycle paper beads, you'll find like umpteen websites. And uh, So what made you want to sell these beads? Um, there was another guy that had spent uh, six months with the community in Uganda. And uh, he also became sort of like they asked him if he can help them out and you know, raise, uh, you know, raise money for them by selling these beads in North America. He's from Vancouver. And so he just uh, he just actually went to a craft fair slash Shabbaton in Portland, and he he told me he did some brisk business down there selling them. So um, they're, they're quite lovely, although I've had mixed re- reviews to be honest. I had people who told me they they love them. Other people said they're they're nice, but you know. Ira, no, 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 no. This no. is not. That's not how you sell the beads. There's some people no. who saw them that said. Bleh. I know. <laughs> I'm being too stupidly honest here, but uh, no, they are. They're beautiful. They're beautiful. They're really nice. They're beautiful. And all the proceeds are going to the women who made them in Uganda. Yes. Yes. Okay. You're right. I'm not a good salesman. That's okay. When I'm I put think... on the spot, I, I have trouble, you know? No, well, it's it's the idea that matters, and the beads are beautiful, <laughs> and the fact that you're going to be sending the money back to the women there, I think, is is enough reason to, to buy them, to, to get something that can actually make a difference in people's lives for the holiday season instead of just a material item. I think it's pretty special. That's, so yeah, that's what that's I That's all the promote. sales job you need to do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the people who love them, love them a lot. Nice. Nice. Very nice. So did you have um, a good experience when you went to Uganda? Uh, You know, like the music that you played there, uh, you know, which they tend to sing in the services. I think that song they tended to sing around the Torah portion whenever they would read from the Torah. There were some beautiful tunes that they did uh, that were quite lovely to hear and... uh, 
and uh, just I, I was more just fascinated by you know like the, the, they're you know they live more or less like their their neighbors and but still it's just a whole fascinating world to to come into in terms of uh, you know the their the very agrarian life you know it's not you know it's a very different world than our world i mean they're, they're growing coffee and bananas and raising animals and in that sense i i was really taken by uh, their way of life you know Mm-hmm. It 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 just made me more sensitive to what uh, how other people in the world live. I mean, it's 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 radically different. So I wanted to play a song from the community to give people a sense of uh, some of the music that um, that they sing. There was a CD that was made by the Smithsonian Institute, the Jews of the Abayud mm-hmm. of Abayudaya, and the music is very diverse and in different languages. What's the language that they speak there? The prayers and the liturgy has all been translated into Lugandan, which is the main language, one of the main languages, Bantu languages in, in Uganda. But they also speak. Uh, Liguri and Ligisu, which are other Bantu languages of that region. So I don't know if the songs are all in Lugandan or they do tend to be in, in the other dialects of the, you know, Liguri, Liguri or Ligisu. Okay, and some are in Hebrew, and there's one that's uh, fully in English too. Yeah, yeah. And the music yeah, is they, really. They do know Hebrew. They, most of the, the, the prayers are all sung in Hebrew, and, you know. What, uh, just one last question, what like model of Judaism or what denomination do they go by when in their in their synagogue there when they pray? Well, they there's different communities, there's different villages where there's Jews and throughout um, that part of eastern Uganda. So this congregation or this part of the community, let's say, follows a conservative uh, denomination, a conservative uh, practice. Okay. The rabbi was ordained, as you know, uh, from interviewing him in, in California, in Los Angeles, and so uh, at the University of Judaism, which is a conservative school, I believe. So, yes, yeah, they practice a conservative uh, form of Judaism. Okay. Take a listen. This is music from the Jews of Abai Yudaya, and we'll be back on Shtetl on the Shortwave. Namugazi wange ajomu yeka Nesiri na mulala wangulo yomurungi wange Namugazi wange ajomu yeka Nesiri na mulala wangulo yomugazi wange Ndekanze newane kuwange ni nomurungi wange Mundekeze newane kuwange ni nomurungi wange Namugazi wange ajomu yeka Oh, you're my 
So that was Alu Omuyeka and a song by the Jews of Abayudaya in Uganda. And Ira Salman has come in to tell us a bit about the beads that he brought from uh, the women in the community that he visited just recently. And they're very lovely beads. So Ira, do you want to give people your email address? So if they want to contact you to buy these awesome Hanukkah or Christmas or Kwanzaa presents, they can get in touch with you? So my email is Ira P. Salman, S-A-L-M-A-N, that's irapsalman at gmail.com. And I can give you, uh, I, I'm going to try to put up, I'm going to try to make a link from uh, Shtetl's uh, Facebook page and uh, get something up on uh, the Mayoen Chavara's uh, page on Facebook and uh, get you photos. And, and you, like I said, if you go online and you look up Ugandan women recycled paper bead making, you'll find you know, you'll, you'll get more of an idea what uh, what they're all about. Okay, awesome. Thank you for coming in and bringing in the beads, Ira. You're welcome. I'm going to repeat the email address. It's I-R-A-P-S-A-L-M-A-N, Ira P. Salman at gmail.com, and he can give you the prices, and we're going to put some uh, pictures up on the Shtetl Facebook page. So, Again, you're listening to Shtetl on the Shortwave. I'm your host, Tamara Kramer, and teching the show is Tamara Filiovich, an amazing tech. So glad that she's here helping. And we've got Jake Smith in the studio, Iris Salman. And Jake is uh, going to play another song for us uh, towards the end uh, of the show. But before we hear from him, we're going to find out about this amazing Hanukkah dish called putka. What happened was last year I was on a walk in the neighborhood uh, in Myland and in Outremont in Montreal, and I looked down this alleyway and I saw all this action and commotion and all these <clears throat> people hanging out, and it looked really, really like a lot of fun. So I wanted to go check out what was happening, and I did. And and when I when I went down the alleyway, that's where I met Martin Zadulka, the creator of Putka. And this is uh, an interview that I did with him last year. Anybody who uh, anybody who lives in the area has probably heard of Putka by now. But uh, take a listen. This is Martin Zadulka, and um, and we're going to be back on Shtetl after this. Well, putka is a new invention of mine, a new dish, and what it is is poutine, but instead of using fries, we use latkes, which is the traditional potato patties we eat on Hanukkah. So how did you come up with this new innovative recipe? Me and my uh, buddies, uh, we came back from the bar. It wasn't a very successful night. And uh, and so we're at my apartment and we eat a poutine. And lo and behold, there's uh, leftover curds and gravy in the bottom of the bowl. And we're still 
extremely hungry. So one of my buddies realized that I had latkes from my grandmother. And so we reheated the latkes and used them in the leftover gravy and cheese curds. And it was... Putka? Yes. Am I saying it right? Putka, yeah. Putka. For you, is poutine at all connected to Quebec culture? Well, yes, of course. And, you know, you know, I feel that during the holiday season that it would, it's nice to share in this cross-cultural food in that Jews and Quebecois, uh, French, can uh, partake in this dish. And it's, uh, it's a unifying act to eat putka, in my opinion. Okay. Do you think that this can bring the Hasidic Jews of Outremont and the other French neighbors that they have there, who seem to have a lot of conflict in the Maya land in Outremont, do you think that Putka, have you heard any comments about it bringing together the two communities? Well, it's actually quite interesting. I mean, there was an incident. Uh, right now I'm selling uh, Putka from my window. It's... <laughs> it... Uh, from your window? The alleyway between the buildings, you climb over the fence. My window is right there. I had a gathering of uh, French young teenagers and uh, Hasidic uh, young teenagers, and they were all enjoying the putka together. You know, they were talking amongst each other about the name. And uh, put is, you know, actually a derogatory word for uh, a prostitute. And ka is a suffix in Yiddish meaning uh, yummy. <laughs> You know, adolescents being adolescents, they, both of them had a good laugh over it. And uh, it's best to eat putka with your Jewish friends and your French friends. Um, because the idea of putka is that um, we're all one and we all live together happily in Montreal. So let's get together and eat and be merry. Is there anything you'd want to say in French to, to some of our Quebecois listeners? Because there are a lot of Quebecois listeners of Shtetl on the shortwave, probably not knowing much about latkes. This is going to really be something new for them. Anything that you'd like to say to them? Uh, in French. Sure. Uh, mais je suis correct avec uh, quand tu uh, utilises le mot <laughs> put pour le mot putka comme uh, et mon jeune en hiver pour ça. Pour euh, du put maintenant, c'est d'accord, mais c'est pas de très poli. <laughs> and uh, what about to the Hasidic community? Because they are listening to Shtetl too in great numbers. We've done many polls and we've seen that Hasidic community of Montreal and the Orthodox community are listening. Anything you'd like to say to them in Hebrew or in Yiddish? Actually, after five years of uh, trying to learn Yiddish in high school, I cannot speak a word. Hebrew? Ditto. Come on! Putka, ze yofi. Beautiful. Kol mishpacha ohevet putka. Im Hanuka putka ze gamka yafe. So what did you just say? Putka is, is a fabulous addition to the Hanukkah celebration. There's really no um, no email address or no phone number, no website for Putka. It's just it's just the type of thing that you kind of uh, bump into when you're walking around Outremont. If you see a bunch of uh, French Canadian kids and Hasidic kids hanging outside a window in an alleyway in Outremont, then just head on over and you'll get yourself some Putka. But if not, then it's pretty simple. I think you know, like just. Poutine, latkes, put the two together, and we really have a new Hanukkah tradition that speaks to the Québécois in all of us. Applesauce versus sour cream. Applesauce or sour cream. It's the choice you're gonna have to make. Which to put on your potato cakes. Applesauce versus sour cream. Or sour cream now It's the choice you're gonna have to make Tell your mom to fry, not bake now Life has many decisions It moves 
to make. You have to make it. Alright, listen up. One has fruit and one has milk. If you're lactose intolerant, then take a pill now. It's the choice you're gonna have to make. The grease is starting to coagulate. Your lawyer called, said everything's fine. Potato contracts have been signed, yeah. I think your heart just skipped a beat. You can't wait for your greasy treat now. Life has many decisions. It moves in all directions. This is just one huge, enormous, big decision. We're back on Shtetl on the Shortwave. If you want to listen to this episode or past episodes of Shtetl, you can go to shtetlmontreal.com or you can go to iTunes if you want to subscribe to Shtetl on the Shortwave and have the uh, the podcast come directly to your computer. Um, there's been amazing, amazing radio happening this year. I'm very, very proud of Shtetl in 2011. Some awesome shows. Radio is just a reflection of what's going on in our world, in our community, and there's been so many interesting things that have been happening. For example, Occupy Wall Street was huge this year, and the Jewish community really interpreted it in in their own way and um, made it meaningful to them. So there was Occupy Yom Kippur. We had somebody on the show who talked about how money plays a part in her art. Uh, Alicia Jo Rabins from Girls in Trouble. She talked about her upcoming rock opera, A Kaddish for Bernie Madoff. There's been some great shows. There was the episode with Rabbi Kahana in Montreal who suffered from a stroke and who's recovering relatively well, slowly but well. And that was uh, really a, a meaningful show for me that we played at Yom Kippur. Lots of great, great musicians from Montreal that were on the show. And uh, we're going to try and continue in that tradition, having as much Montreal talent on Shtetl as possible. Just like, for example, Jake Smith of Lakes of Canada. And if you want to hear Lakes of Canada, you can go to lakesofcanada.com. And are you guys going to be playing anywhere in the near future? Uh, we're actually hibernating right now. Um, okay. We just finished recording uh, an album. I mean, like, just finished tracking it. So we're editing, mixing, uh, mastering in January, and then we're planning to debut that album uh, in sort of the late winter, early spring, and then we're going across Canada and mm-hmm. like a North American tour. So in, until we actually release the album, I think we're playing like one or two charity functions, but we're not really doing a real show until we do that that big release, and then we'll then we'll be playing all the time. Okay, what's the name of the uh, the new album? We don't know yet. Okay, yeah. so it's still in the works. Yeah, it's, it's very. We have. I mean, we just started listening to everything that we've done so far, so it's you know uh, a title is tentative at best. As long as we've got you on the mic, yeah. Jake has uh, agreed generously to play another song, and uh, this one is called... Mr. Kitty Fantastico. What's it about? Uh, it's about a cat that I once had who was pretty amazing. Uh, he was a three-legged cat, and he was a little orange puffball, and he, uh, he could open the front door by himself, and he could jump on the roof of the garage, and he beat up the neighborhood cats and dogs, and he was just, he was a very special, interesting cat. Uh, and when he died, I decided to write a, a song about him that at first I thought was, you know, really heartfelt and, and apparently uh, is more cute and funny to most people, but uh, but I like it. Okay, go ahead, Jake freaking Smith. <laughs> He climbs trees, he climbs walls, he'll puke in your shoes, he beats on the dog and steals food, he can open doors, he rules the streets, Mr. Kitty Fantastical, you have 
Mr. Kitty and Mexico, oh, oh, I want to see you again. He likes pot more than catnip. He naps on your face. With his giant arm, he rules the yard. Leave his hair all over you, Mr. Kitty. Fantastico, oh, you have three legs, Mr. Kitty. Fantastico, oh, oh, I wanna see you again when you pet him. Jewels. And when you stop, he fucking bites you And lick your face when you're feeling down I'll miss you, tripod <laughs> It should have been the dog Beautiful. You have a very beautiful voice, Jake. Thank you. Yeah, I can't wait to hear the new Lakes of Canada album. So uh, that was a lovely song about Tripod. Yeah. And that was his nickname? Uh, his nickname? Yeah. He, you really had a cat with three legs? Really had a cat with three legs, yeah. It's all, every, every lyric in that song is completely true. Oh. Yeah. He was awesome. Yeah. May he rest in peace. Yeah. So we're going to play another song by uh, also a folk, I don't know if you'd call yourself folk, but... Yeah, by a folk musician that some people might have heard of. Um, his name is Woody Guthrie. Okay, so we're going to hear one of the songs off this CD that Ira brought in from the Klezmatics. Uh, it's called Happy Joyous Hanukkah. And the album is made out of like a kind of a carton cardboard, and you can actually make it into a dreidel. It transforms into a big dreidel. Oh, but it uh, turns into a dreidel. Yeah, I see. I really suggest if you, you know, not just download it from iTunes or whatever and do that. I suggest you really go and buy this uh, this album if you could find it. It's really funky. Okay, so it's the Klezmatics Woody yeah. Guthrie's Happy Joyous Hanukkah. That's right. Okay, thanks, Ira. How many nights for Hanukkah? Happy Joyous Hanukkah Nights and days, days and nights Happy Joyous Hanukkah Hey to the nights of Hanukkah Happy Joyous Hanukkah Hey to the days and hey to the nights Happy Joyous Hanukkah Candles do I light? Happy joyous Hanukkah. Eight are the candles you should light for. Happy joyous Hanukkah. Eight are the nights of Hanukkah. Happy joyous Hanukkah. Eight are the days and eight are the nights. Happy joyous
the tricks the king did play. Happy, joyous Hanukkah. Hey to the nights of Hanukkah. Happy, joyous Hanukkah. Hey to the days and hey to the nights. Happy, joyous Hanukkah. So that was the Cosmetics and um, pretty much doing our job for us, wishing you a happy, joyous Hanukkah. And uh, Ira had one more suggestion for the beads that he's selling. I think some people see them more as ornaments. So I thought, you know, it's great at this time of year, of course, to decorate, you know, even a Christmas tree if uh, if you're, you know, Jewish or not Jewish or Hanukkah bush. Uh, whatever you're, you're putting, you could put it on, you know, use it as ornamentation in the house. It's great. It's uh, It really makes, uh, you know, it's very seasonal and very festive so i want to wish everybody a, a happy hanukkah chag sameach and uh, i want to thank the, the jewish community of uganda for providing these uh, beads for their hospitality when i was staying there and wish them the abayadaya community a chag sameach and uh, everybody should have light and love through the festival season and into the new year okay thank you so much ira thank you um that takes us to the end of the show. I want to thank Tamara Filiovich for teching, Jake Smith for coming on from Lakes of Canada and performing his beautiful songs. I'll never uh, hear the word Hanukkah bush or bush in the same way. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you want to decorate your Hanukkah bush with beads from Uganda, Ira Salman was here and he'd be happy to sell you some for a really wonderful cause. And uh, stay tuned for Butcher T's Noontime Cuts. We're going to go out with um, a song that I'd like to dedicate to Stephen Harper because Hanukkah is all about oil. That's that's the main symbol for the holiday. That's why we eat latkes. That's why we light the Hanukkah menorah. And Stephen Harper has been doing such a great job this year protecting the tar sands and really calling out the conspiracy theorists on climate change and, and really representing Canadians in a way that we can really feel proud about pulling out of Kyoto. It's something that we can really feel good about this year. So Stephen Harper, this song goes out to you. Happy Hanukkah. This is Midnight Oil. Beds are burning. Out where the river broke The bloodwood and the desert oak Holding wrecks and boiling diesels Steaming 45 degrees The time has come To save this fair To pay the rent Pay our share The time has come A fact's a fact It belongs to them Let's give it back How can we dance when